only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit
That there's something tonight that is necessary. Amen. Although the devil, the devil meant it for home, but God meant it for our good. And so the songwriter said it was 
it was necessary. Yes, it was necessary. Thank you, Lord, for allowing some things just to be necessary. It's not bad when you're going through your trial or you're in your storm when you know it's necessary. Amen. There are certain places you have to go, certain traffic you have to pass through in order for to get home or to get to work. But you have to do it because it's necessary for you to reach your destination. Amen. And the psalmist said, it was because of you. Amen. God brought us through because it was necessary. Solomon said in the book of Ecclesiastes, say that there's a time and a purpose unto heaven for everything. And everything has its purpose. Let us turn our attention to the 20th chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 20. Yes, Lord. Jeremiah chapter 20, we begin reading from verse number 1. Now Pashur, the son of Emmer, the priest, who was also chief governor in the house of the Lord, heard that Jeremiah prophesied these things. Then Pashur smote Jeremiah the prophet and put him in the stocks that were in the high gate of Benjamin, which was by the house of the Lord. And it came to pass on tomorrow that Pastor brought for Jeremiah out of the stocks. Then said Jeremiah unto him, The Lord had not called thy name Pastor, but Magor Mesabib. For thus said the Lord, Behold, I will make thee a terror to thyself and to all thy friends. And it shall fall by the sword of their enemies, and thine eyes shall behold it. And I will give all Judah into the hand of the king of, of Babylon, and he shall carry them captive into Babylon, and shall slay them with the sword. Moreover, I will deliver all the strength of this city, and all the labors thereof, and all the precious things thereof, and all the treasures of the kings of Judah will I give, into the hand of their enemies, which shall spurrow them and take them and carry them to Babylon. And thou, Pashar, and all that thy dwell in, thine house shall go into captivity. And thou shalt come to Babylon, and there thou shalt die, and shalt be buried there, thou and all thy friends to whom thou hast prophesied lies. O Lord, thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I, and has prevailed. I am derision daily, everyone mocked me. For since I spake, I cried out, I cried violence and spurrow. 
because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me, and it derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of, the, of him, nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. For I heard the defaming of many fear on every side. Report, say they, and we will report it. All my familiars watched for my halt and saying, Peradventure, he will be enticed, and we shall prevail against him, and we shall take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a mighty terrible one. Therefore my persecutors shall stumble, and they shall not, and they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. But, O oh Lord, of hosts thou triest the righteous. But, O oh Lord, but, O oh Lord of hosts that triest the righteous. But, O Lord of hosts, that tries the righteous, and see it, the reins and the heart, let me see thy vengeance on them, for unto thee have I opened my cause. Sing unto the Lord, praise ye the Lord, for he had delivered the soul of the poor from the hand of evildoers. Amen. We like to speak from the subject, we made it through the fire. Amen. We made it through the fire. Our Father and our God, we thank you once again for your word, your God. We thank you for those that have gathered, as well as those that may be listening in to our broadcast. We pray that this word, Lord God, may be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Lord, that we may see your handwork upon our lives. Your God, that we may hold on and hold out to see what the end's going to be. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. As we said in the outset, God did not fool us. He did not entice us or pull the wool over our eyes. Amen. That we did not see the fine print. He said that in this life, we will have trials, we will have Tribulation, he said, but in me, thou shalt have perfect peace. It's when we take our eyes off of the Lord, is when we have our struggles. Our struggles don't come because of the situation. Our troubles come because of us taking our eyes off the Lord. He said, in me is where you will find Perfect peace. I heard someone say that he give you peace in the midst of the storm. It's right in the eye of the storm where you find sunshine and find peace in the eye of the storm. While the storm is raging all around on the outer bands, inside the eye of the storm is calmness. And so Jesus said, in me 
is where you'll find your peace. It's funny how God can be such a great blessing to a people and they forget about the God who had blessed them. Israel was a nation that was called and formed by God. Before there was Hebrews, before there was Jews, there was a nomad people. They lived in the desert, had no real place to call home, nor a country to call their own. Until God went to Abraham and called him from his father's house to make him a father of many nations. And he said that he would bless his seed after him, that they won't be able to count them for multitude. They would be as the stars of the sky and as the sand that's upon the seashore. God told this to Abraham. And down through the years, as Abraham walked with God, God began to unfold his promises unto Abraham and blessed Abraham with a son called Isaac. And Isaac became the carrier of the promises of God. And from Isaac came Esau and Jacob. Jacob, who the Bible said God loved, but Esau he hated. Esau wanted the ways of the world, and Jacob wanted to be nurtured by his mother concerning the things of God. Jacob brought forth 12 sons that became the nation of Israel. And all through the time that God was bringing them and making them, he was preparing a place for them that he had promised to Abraham that he would bring his people to a nation that was flourishing with milk and honey. That's funny how God can give us a word, bring his word to pass in our life. And we're good. We're good at that time. We're good with God at that time. Everything is everything at that time until God brings forth his trials. Until God brings forth his tribulations to strengthen us. What good is having the blessing if you're not strong enough to hold on to it? What, what good is it to have it and can't hold on to it? I'm reminded of a, of, of a young man that was in school with me. And he had all the best things in life. I'm talking about while we was in high school. Wearing tailor-made clothes. While some people barely had shoes to put on their feet. And a change of clothes. This guy was wearing tailor-made clothes. But something happened during that period. The person who did all of these things for him, she died. She died and left him here to do for himself. And as time went on, he became an alcoholic, depending upon alcohol. And before you know it, he was living the life of a hobo and a bum. And so what am I saying? You can have all of those things, but if you don't have the strength to hold on to these things, what good is it to have it? 
to look at a person that had everything and then came down and dwindled down to nothing. That's an embarrassment. But God is trying to tell us that in these things, he's trying to strengthen us through our adversities. God told Abraham that he was going to bless his seed and he was going to bring them into a nation that's flowing with milk and honey. He said, but before the time come, he said, you're going to become a servant of a people you know not of. He said, after four generations, he said, I'm going to bring you out. God told him this. And just what God said, it came to pass. Now, before it happened, everything was fine with Abraham and his family. Everything was going well. But one thing about God's word, when it go forth, the Bible says it would not return them to avoid, but it accomplished what it is set out to do. You have to be strong to make it through some of the fiery trials of life. And some of us then already came through the fire. And if God brought you through that, he can bring you through the rest. All through this time, God is calling men. Calling men to be a witness for him. Calling people to live for him. That people would come to know the true and living God. That's why he called you and I. That's why he saved you and I. Wasn't nothing special about us. But he saw something in us, worthwhile saving, that we become a blessing to somebody else. And one of the people that God called to make men know in the world who was the true and living God. Jeremiah was one of these people. Just like you and I. He was one of those people that God called to go forth and to declare his word. During the time that God called Jeremiah, those blessed people, those people who God had called out, those blessed people that was called by God's name, those people began to turn away from God. And so God uses Jeremiah to go and warn them to turn from their sinful ways. Remember the God that brought you forth out of Egypt with a strong arm and with a right and mighty hand. Remember the God that fed you in the wilderness and turned from your sinful ways. They had begun to start to burn incense, which had meant for the priests to do. They were burning incense. They were worshiping upon the mountains. And they had begun to give offerings to a God that they knew not of. That's something how you have spent all your life, your energy, to do for others or to do for somebody else for them just to turn on you when they made it. And this is what Israel did. Once they had got to their wealthy place, they forgot about the God who blessed them. They forgot that if it had not been for God, they would have never got there. And so God uses Jeremiah to go remind them and inform them that if they continue in their sinful ways, he was going to raise up a nation that would come from the north and would cause them, amen, to go into servitude. Sometimes we forget where we come from. We need to learn the history of those that came before us. 
That's why testimonies is so good for the church. Because people will testify and let you know how they had walked with God and how they had backslid and what happened to them while they was out there and it was nobody but God who brought them back again. When we understand and hear the testimonies of the church of what God had done, I believe it'll help us to stand strong. The people was upset and angry with Jeremiah because Jeremiah was prophesying and telling them what thus said the Lord. While this guy passed her who was, amen, an imp for the people, an imp for the king, and telling them what they wanted to hear rather than what they needed to hear, passed her, got angry with Jeremiah. Because Jeremiah was telling them what God said. Pastor was telling them what the people wanted to hear, what he was being paid to say. And so they go and arrest Jeremiah. Now understand, Pastor, he is what? He's a priest. He is a preacher, a lying preacher, telling the people that everything is well when everything is not well. Just because the sun is shining don't mean that rain is not on the way. Pass her take and put Jeremiah in the stocks. Just bear with me for a little while. Because this story concerning Jeremiah and all of those that came before us, some of it may sound a little bit familiar to you and I on certain things that we may have to endure. And we still try to hang in there. We still came to service. We still came to Bible study. Pastor take and put Jeremiah in the stocks. And it wasn't anything that Jeremiah had did wrong. It was all because of what Jeremiah was doing for God. That somehow we can be tried by the fire when you're doing something right. Sometimes we might question our, ourselves and we might try and sit down with ourselves and our seclusion and find out why is all of this happening to me. God, what did I do that was so wrong for you to cause these kind of things to come into my life? But let me tell you, saints, it wasn't anything that you've done wrong. We've been tried by the fire because of what we did. That was right. Woo. Somebody ought to feel good about that. Amen. Some of you who had questions in your mind, amen, and even questioned God, amen, you need to understand, baby, you're just being tried by the fire because you did something that was right. Amen. The devil is trying to, amen, spur your witness. He's trying to turn you around from walking with the Lord. Amen. And take control, Jeremiah, in the jailhouse. Put him in stocks and chains. Amen, because he prophesied for the Lord. Somebody ought to know what I'm talking about. When you've been a witness for God, amen. You done came and you're singing the choir, you preach the word, you teach the word, amen. Thank you, Lord, you pay your tithes and your offering, 
amen, you sacrifice your time from what you could have been doing to come and do what God said do, and still yet the bottom seemed to fall out from under you. And it's not because anything you did wrong. It's all because you did something that was right. Amen. The devil going to try and turn you around. Amen. But you got to, you got to be committed. I'm going to play the song today. I'm fully committed. Amen. You got to be fully committed. Amen. Because trials going to come. But I heard somebody say they only come to make you strong. Pastor, amen, was upset with Jeremiah. Amen. Because he was called out. You know, when you call somebody out, amen, they get angry. Amen. They get angry when, when they are called out. Amen. The Bible said, Pastor, take and smoke Jeremiah in the face. Smacked him in the mouth. Amen. But little did he know, amen, God was watching. Thank you, Lord. And so Jeremiah prophesied with the God, what the Lord told him to tell him. Say, your name ain't Pastor no more. Your name is not Pastor. Your name is Magu. Amen. Misabib. Amen. Which means you're going to become a terror to yourself. Amen. You're not going to have no peace. Amen. You don't have to worry about your enemy. Amen. You don't have to worry about your haters or your enemy. Amen. God going to take care of them. Amen. God is looking for you and I to continue to do what he called us to do. Amen. Don't let these little things turn us around. Amen. He said, but these light afflictions is only but for a moment. Amen. It's not even to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed inside of you. Ooh, this is what Paul said to the church. He said, don't let these light afflictions. You know, it might, it might hurt right now. It might make you feel bad right now, but God said, look, that's only a light affliction. And he said, it's only but for a moment. Amen. He said, and it don't, he said, you can't even compare that with what God has for you when your blessings show up. That somehow we go through something. Anybody in here ever went through something? Anybody in here ever went through anything? Amen. And at that time, you were, you, 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 you was, you was distraught. You was upset. Over when God blessed you. Didn't you jump? Didn't you shout? Didn't tears roll out your eyes, tears of joy? Amen. When God brought you through. Amen. You got over on the other side of that trial. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, you got to get ready, baby. Buckle up. The ride might be rough. Amen. But you're going to make it right to the place God got for you. Pass her smoke, Jeremiah. Because Jeremiah called him out. Amen. And this is, this is what happens when you call the devil out and you call sin for what it is. Amen. You try to tell people that you're walking down the wrong path. Amen. If you continue on this path, amen, it could cost you your life. Amen. It could cost you, amen, from missing heaven. Amen. We still got to tell people that the wages of sin is still death. But the gift of God is eternal life. We like to quote all kinds of different scriptures to make us feel good, but we got to still be reminded concerning, concerning sin. Israel was God's chosen people, but they was in sin. Jeremiah had the task. He had the assignment to go and tell them about their wicked deeds. Pastor, who was the priest, amen, he was convicted in his heart because Jeremiah called him out. Amen. And he spoke Jeremiah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But God had a word for him. 
Amen. People who come against you, try and hurt you, and do things to you to try and discourage you, God got a word for them. You don't have to worry about your haters. Amen. Turn them over to God. Get on your bending knees. Amen. Put them on a prayer list. Put them in a prayer box and tell God about them. Amen. Jeremiah called on the name of the Lord. And the Lord told Jeremiah, prophesy this to him. Amen. That your name ain't going to be called Pastor no more. No, sir. Your name is going to be called Megog. Lord, that means a terror to your own self. Amen. It's bad enough when people try and do your home. Amen. This boy, you're going to start doing home to himself. Jeremiah, even though he knew he was being used by God, called by God, amen, he thought God hadn't deceived him because of what he was going through. He thought, you know, somebody in here know what I'm talking about. When you're going through some things and you know that, that you're, you're, you're going out on mission and, and you're, you're preaching and you're teaching and you're going here to sing, you're going to do this, that, and the other, you're making this service and that service, amen, it's somebody else's service, and you're giving yourself to God, and all of a sudden something happens, amen, that something come out against you, amen, and you wonder, God, well, what in the world is going on here? You try and question what's going on. Thank you, Lord. And it seems like everything is fine, and all of a sudden, the clouds come, and the sun don't shine no more. Amen. Jeremiah felt like God had let him down. Anybody in here ever felt like God didn't let you down? It's all right, it's not. <laughs> Amen. God ain't going to get angry because guess what? In the same text that we read, he said, it's God who knows the heart and tries the mind. He knows what we think. He knows how we feel. The Bible said that, 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 that he cannot be touched. He can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. We touch his God with how we feel. Amen, somebody. It, it's, not, it's not bad to feel bad. It's not bad to feel like you're let down. Because these are the things that touch God when you've done all that he called you to do. Amen. And, 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 and he allowed the enemy to attack you. You heard what he did to Job. Somebody here know what God what, what he did to Job? The Bible said Job was a perfect and upright man. And Satan said, I, if you let me touch him, I'll, call, I'll have him to curse you to your face. He said, look, Job don't serve me because of what he has. He served me because he loved me. How many of you love God? How many of you serving God because you love him and not because of what he didn't gave you? Thank you, Lord. Jeremiah. Amen. Well, like a schizophrenic. Amen. You know, with a schizophrenic, he'd feel one way one minute and he'd feel another way the next minute. Amen. He was speaking up for God and, and prophesying for God. The next, very, very next minute, he said, God, you didn't let me down. You didn't, you didn't allow me to go into the stocks or down here in this cold and dungeon jail. Amen. And you allowed this man to smack me in my mouth and I became an embarrassment before the people. Thank you, Lord. He said, look, I'm done with this. More or less, I'm paraphrasing what he's saying here. He said, look, I done did all of this and you allow this to come up. Look, I'm done with this God stuff. I'm done with this God stuff. How many of you say I'm done with this God stuff? It don't seem to be working for me. It may work for you, but it don't seem to be working for me. Amen, uh, Minister of Music, yeah. It don't seem to be working for me. 
Amen. I'm done with this God stuff. He said, look, I'm not going to speak no more. I'm not going to witness no more. I'm not going to prophesy for you no more. And the Bible said as he tried to hold his peace, the Bible said it was like fire shut up in his bones. That he could not forbear. He couldn't, he couldn't keep it back. Amen. When somebody asked him something concerning God, he had to tell him about God. You ever been like that? You ever went through a trial or something and, and, and been in a certain way and you felt like, you know, I'm done with this church stuff and here comes somebody asking you about the God you say you serve. And, and, you, and you just had to speak up for God. You had to tell him to hold on. But baby, I was going through this and I was going, and God is good. God has done this for me. Anybody in here know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. He said, look, I, it was like fire. Shut up in my bones. Thank you, Lord. It's something about fire. Amen. Fire will make you move. Amen. You can't sit still when there's fire. Amen. It talks about Moses. When Moses, amen, was, was caring for his father-in-law sheep. Thank you, Lord. And somebody had witnessed to Moses concerning the God that lives in the mountain. And the Bible said that Moses went to the back, back side of the mountain into the desert. Now, 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 this is something how fire can move you. Look, 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 look at what's happening here. He is tending sheep. You don't bring sheep to a desert. You bring sheep to where they can graze. The Bible said that Moses brought the sheep to the back side of the desert. Not to the front, but to the back side of the desert. So he can behold the bush that was burning with fire. It was something about the fire. It was burning, but it wasn't consuming the bush. And the Bible said in the midst of the fire, see, it, it, it's in the midst of the fire, Sister Erica, that you can hear from God. You, we can't hear from God when everything's going good. We're partying. We're having a good time. It's when we're we going through something, then we're ready to hear from God. The Bible said when Moses was on the backside of the mountain and he beheld the fire, that a voice came out of the fire and called him by his name and told him, said, take off your shoes, Moses, for the ground you stand on is holy ground. You need to know the ground that you stand on. Amen. When you stand for God, you're standing on holy ground. Amen. That ground ain't going to give away on you. Amen. You might, it might get a little shaky, but it ain't going to give away on you. For the ground you stand on is a holy ground. Thank you, Lord. You got to know who you're standing for. Amen. You got to know that God is with you. Amen. When, when, when Abraham was asleep one night, amen, the Bible said a voice came from heaven. Amen. It called Abraham by name. He know your name. He know our name. He called Abraham and said, Abraham, that blessing you've been waiting on, that blessing you've been praying for, that one that I gave you that you cherish so much, he said, I want you to take and offer it up. That's somehow God could give you something and ask for it right back. He said, I want you to go and offer it up for me as a burnt offering. You know, that's the difference between an offering and a sacrifice. An offering is something that you, that you propose to give to God. This is my, this is my offering. This is what I'm going to give to you. You remember the story concerning uh, uh, Cain and Abel? Huh? 
You, you know what, what the story concerning Cain and Abel when they went to go and bring the offering to God? And Cain brought something from the field, but the Bible said that Abel brought him a more excellent offering. Yes. And the Bible said that he accepted it, but he rejected Cain, and Cain got angry. You can't get angry because God is blessing somebody else who's giving what God didn't ask him to give. He told Cain, if you not have given, amen, what you're supposed to give, he said, that sin lie that you do. Give him an opportunity to change and to give the proper offering. He got so angry, he killed his own brother. And that's what we do. We kill one another. Amen. The biggest battle that, that we can have is with people sometime in the church. Amen. Because somebody God is, is blessing, amen, we come out against them. We try and find some kind of dirt, amen, to scandalize their name and kill their reputation as a Christian, amen, as, an, as a child of God. Lord, help us here today. But you got to know, amen, about God. Amen. The Bible said when God called Abraham and told him to go to the mountain, amen, the Bible said that he took wood and he took the fire. Thank you, Lord. Isaac said, said my father, he said, we have the wood and we have the fire. He said, but where's the, where's the burnt offering? He said, God will provide. Don't worry, baby girl. God will provide. Amen. He goes on to say, because he is able. God is able to provide. Amen. He's able to provide. Amen. You just got to continue to trust him. Yes. Amen. Abraham knew that God was calling. Amen. For Isaac's life. But he was trying to see where his faith was. Amen. He tried to see that whether his faith and his love was more for him than for what God gave him. You have to be careful sometimes. Amen. And, and stop cherishing the thing that God gave you and cherish the God who gave you the thing. Thank you, Lord. You can't put other things before God. Amen. Because God, amen, is like, trying to let us know it's just a trying and testing of your faith. Amen. He brought Isaac, laid him on the wood. Amen. And put the fire to it. Thank you, Lord. And at the same time, when he would raise up his hand to take Isaac's life, he said, Abraham. And Abraham said, here am I, God. He said, stay your hand, for I know, amen, that thou love me. Yeah. You know, God, God knows where our heart is by our actions. Well, man, heart, there you find his treasure. Thank you, Lord. While they was in, amen, down in Babylon, we hear in the book of Daniel about Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Amen. The Bible said that in the third chapter of Daniel, we hear where uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had made himself a golden image and said that he was going to make a dedication on this day. And when his dedication is made and all the music is played, everybody in his province was to bow down to this golden image. This is what the devil tried to get us to do, to bow down to the things of this world. Amen. To, to, to give reverence to it more than we give reverence to God. Amen. The Bible said that in his province, they had some Jews that was there. Amen. People that was dedicated and sold out for the Lord. Amen. And the Bible said that on this day, when they brought forth the golden image, 
Amen. Some people who was jealous of the children of God. That's something how some people could have more than you have, could be free and, 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 and fair living, yet be jealous of what you got. Be jealous of the God you serve. These people was there and they was officials. But they was jealous of Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. And so they were the ones who proclaimed to the king, let's make us a statue. Yes. Amen. And everybody who see the statue is going to bow down. Knowing that the children of God is going to hold on to God's word. They're not going to bow down. Amen. Why? He want, they wanted to get rid of them people. Why? Because, Lord, have mercy. You know, when you're living right, you make people feel bad when you're in, when you're in their company. When you come around them, oh, here come holy rosy. They talk about you, call you all kind of different names. Why? Because they're trying to make you feel bad about how you're living for God. Because you make them feel bad about the lifestyle that they're living. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And so what they were trying to do, they were trying to get rid of Daniel. Trying to get rid of Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. And so they made a proclamation to the king and said, whosoever don't bow down, we're going to throw him into the fire. We're going to throw him into the fire. That's something like throwing a rabbit into a brow patch. Do you realize that the rabbit lives in the brow patch? He feels comfortable in the brow patch. Amen. The Christian ought to feel good when they got fire under him. Knowing that what's going on, that is nobody but God. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says that when, when Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego came forth and the music was playing, amen, they didn't bow. The people who accused them went and told the king, there's some people in your province, yes, some Jews, amen, by damn, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, that don't want to bow down and don't want to serve your God. Thank you, Lord. And so the king got angry, the Bible says. He was wrath, full of wrath. He called for him and told him, said, look, we're going to give you one more chance, that when you hear this music, you bow down. Amen. And you're going to be saved by being thrown in the fire. See, we're going to give you a chance. We're going to give you some time to consider. He said, look, you don't have to give me no time. I ain't got to consider nothing. I'm going to tell you now. I'm not bothering now. And the Bible said that they went and heated up the furnace seven times more hotter than it was ever heated up before. Sometimes the devil trying to turn up the heat on you. Isn't that something? You look in, 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 in the church and you say, well, I'm going through hell and damnation. And look like everybody else is being blessed. But the devil is turning heat up on you, baby, because he got something greater. Somebody shout greater. greater. That's what God got for some people that the devil would turn the heat up on because he got something greater for you. Do you realize the higher the building, the thicker the foundation got to be? Well, however high God's going to raise you, that's how deep you got to dig that foundation. Somebody is digging deep. Because God got something real great for you. Thank you, Lord. He said, look, I don't have to consider this matter. Amen. You can might as well just throw me in the fire. The Bible said the people who took Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego to throw them into the fire, the heat killed them, but yet Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, they still was alive. And the Bible said that they fell into the fire because they had that much trust in their God. How much of trust do you have in your God when you're tried by the fire? Thank you, Lord. We got to go through the fire. The Bible said that Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, amen, fell into the fire. When they got into the fire, they were walking around in the fire. The bands and the, and, and, the, and the ropes and things that they were tied up with when they went into the fire, the Bible said when, when Nebuchadnezzar looked in the furnace, he said, he said, didn't we throw three in? He said, but I see four. And the four one looked like the Son of God. How in the world do he know about God? How do he know how God looked? Amen. To know that that was God in there walking with him. Somebody had to witness. Somebody had to say something concerning the God they served. 
Somebody had to say something. You know, just because people don't turn around and worship and serve, amen, and become to get saved, don't mean that they're not hearing what you're saying. Thank you, Lord. And they saw the fold one, and they said they're walking around loose in the fire. Look what Nebuchadnezzar, look what he proclaimed. He said, the God that these people serve is God. That's what God wants. God wants you when you come out the fire that somebody's going to say the God that you serve, he is God. Thank you, Lord. Not gold, not silver, not bronze, not your house or car. Amen. But God is God. Amen. The true and living God who made the heavens and the earth. He is God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We got to proclaim. Amen. The name of the Lord. After Jeremiah go through all that he went through. Look what he says. He said, the Lord of hosts, he's the one that tries the righteous. And see it, the reins of our heart. Amen. We need to do what? Sing unto the Lord. Sing unto the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. For he had delivered the soul of the poor. Amen. He is our deliverer. Amen. He's our deliverer. The God, amen, of our salvation. He is our deliverer. Amen. God, he is God. And beside him, there's no other. Amen. God is God. Amen. Saints, let me encourage you on the day. Regardless of what kind of fire you're in today. Regardless of what kind of fire you're going to be tried by. Amen. Stay in there. Hang with the Lord. It's just a trying of our faith. Amen. It's just a trying of our faith. You might be being tried with finance. I might be being tried with my health. Amen. Somebody might be being tried on the job. Somebody might be being tried with somebody trying to make a pass at them. All of us are going to be tried. Thank you, Lord. It's how you come out the fire. Thank you, Lord. It's how you come out the fire. How you react while you're in the fire is how you come out the fire. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Jeremiah and all of these patriots, they passed the test. Amen. Are you going to pass the test today? When you tried by the fire? Huh? Because you witnessing and talking for God that people might be saved, and because of that you got to go through some things? Amen. We all going to be tried by the fire. Amen. Look what Paul said to the Corinthians. He said, look, some, some houses is built by silver and gold and precious stones, and some of them is built by hay and stubble and, and wheat. Amen. He said, but every man work going to be tried by the fire. Amen. Just like you hear people say, you know, if, you, if a person's stomach is full, you never know what they need unless they tell it. Amen. He said, the only way you're going to know what man's house is built upon these precious stones or on silver or gold is when it's tried by the fire. Amen. Now, just think about it. He talked about six different things then. He said gold, silver, and precious stones. All of those things there, they're not going to burn in the fire. But then he goes on to talk about three other adjectives. He talked about the, the, the wood, stubble, and hay. All of that can catch a fire. And he said this is how man's work will be made known whether it lasts through the fire. Are you going to make it through the fire? Amen. That's the only way a person is going to know what your works are. Anybody can talk. Anybody can dress up and come. But how many are going to hold on to their faith in God when we try by the fire? He said, this is how we're going to be, how we're going to be made known. When a man is building, he said, you can't build on no other foundation than the foundation that's already been laid. Some of them is made with gold, silver, or precious stones. 
Some of them is made with wood, stubble, and hay. What is your foundation built on? What are you going to build your foundation on? Because one day the fire is coming. And every man works going to be tried by the fire. Amen. Let us give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord, for all of those who came before us and made it through the fire. Amen.